0: Hello, everybody, welcome to the Crypto Hipsters podcast, where I interview founders and co-founders, entrepreneurs and artists, executives and stay at home hipsters in crypto and blockchain around the world. And I have an amazing podcast for you today. Let's get to it. Uh, and today, coming to, uh, to us from Brussels, um, I have an amazing guest. His name is Ruben Mayer. He is the CEO of Engrave. Uh, Ruben, welcome.
1: Hi, Jamil. Thank you so much for having me. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thank you for thank you for being my guest today. Um, this is going to be a fun conversation. Um, I look forward to it. So my, I'm, I'm going to kick things off and. Just ask you the first question is this is um what is your background and is it a logical background for what you're doing now
1: yeah thank you um so i'm more what you would call a lifelong learner meaning uh, as from very young on i was always with my head in the books trying to uh, let's say absorb knowledge and in my university studies i studied something that you could compare to say uh, civil engineering but with a major in business so it's specific something in Belgium and in Germany that exists and it's called an MBE Masters in Business Engineering so it's five years and it's a very intense studies Um, and beyond that I started working when I was 22 23 Um, and uh, I was a strategy consultant an entrepreneur for hire also so to say and I actually kept studying next to my job so I also interested in all of these different things like optimizing your factory um, or let's say financial markets that I kind of did a postgraduate about every year for a period of six years um, <clears throat> and then I had some projects that were too much time consuming to actually let's say g- uh, keep keep real study on the side uh, but I do still read books like every, every week I try to read one or two books uh, typically uh, on the stage I'm in with the company um, and yeah so since four years I've been the founder and ceo of engrave um, where op- obviously it's all about blockchain protecting crypto users and when it comes to that um, yeah i also had some time for myself to go real deep into cryptography into security on the hardware side on the firmware side uh, so yeah in, in a nutshell i would say i just keep learning i think it's very important and i always keep learning in the p- fields where i'm at that point uh let say active
0: awesome so i want to find out what engrave is all about um so engrave and then engrave zero
1: yeah so engrave uh, we are here to protect crypto users that is very important to us uh, one of the reasons why is because we actually went through the issue of s- security uh problems in crypto ourselves and so i think me and edward Two of the three co-founders of engrave we have very good examples of that but xavier our cto actually has uh, stories that we just can't compete with right so he, he joined crypto in 2012 he was hacked in mongox uh, all the usual uh but his own project in 2016 they did an ico and in 2017 they were hacked for 44,000 ethereum so a mind-blowing amount that you really can't recover from. And he together with a few other ethical hackers took actually the time right after that hack to um, to, to fi- figure out what the vulnerability was that was exploited. It was in a smart contract uh, for, uh, written by the parity team. And um, yeah, he basically wiped out the wallets of 500 other projects running on Ethereum at that time. So he stole together with these other uh, uh, hackers about $208 million. And then gave it all back. Yeah. So fixed the vulnerability, gave it all back to all these projects. But but in essence, what happened in his head and was also already going on in, in my, my head and Edward's head was um, security is a huge issue. It's a huge ab- adoption hurdle. People can't overestimate this problem in, in the crypto space and now also in the metaverse. Um and so we decided then and there to fix the question we couldn't solve, which was what if we had to put all our crypto in one single spot? And we we would be able to sleep at night. Where would we put it? And the answer to that question is what we have now developed and marketed with with Engrave. And I guess your second question is what is Engrave Zero? Um, yeah. Happy to dive in, and unless you have any co- follow up questions already.
0: I'll ask the follow up after you talk about Engrave Zero, <clears> because <throat> I might have a I, I'm developing this follow up in my head about the hack in 2016. So
1: perfect so um yeah we decided to build an end-to-end solution so you as a decentralized user you have to be secure across every single thing you do and everything starts with how do you create a strong master seat a strong private key um um, so everything starts with how do you create a strong key and your decentralized journey ends with uh, tomorrow You pass on to the next life your children need access to your to your keys and they need access to uh, your bitcoin and every step in between how do i transfer crypto how do i um how do i um yeah buy crypto and 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 all these little steps you have in your in your life as a crypto user and so um the, the the really surprising part was that step zero which is how do i create a key was already um something that no one in the world was actually doing correctly so we had to invent a new key generation process and a new key that we call the engrave perfect key Um, but to go a bit high level more again uh, i just 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 wanted to give that as an example on how scrutinized we go uh, into this Um, we developed a new hardware wallet called engrave zero so Xero is an offline hardware wallet, 100% offline. It never connects, so there is no Wi-Fi involved or 4G or a traditional USB connection, um, which is obviously one of the reasons why we have called it zero, eh? because there are zero uh, online attack factors. As a hacker, you need to be able to connect to something before you can steal from it. In our model, this is impossible. Um, the beauty about zero is it is a touchscreen device, so it's 21st century uh, material. It is swiping and tapping through your crypto. so. It's all super easy, just like you would say an Apple product would, uh, would look like. Um, and we took care of uh, the security side by actually going completely from scratch, building every single layer in the device, going from hardware to chips to software and firmware to the maximum level of security. And we today can give the proof of that because we have the only um, financial product in the world, zero, that actually features that EAL7 security certification. There are seven levels in the world. Only zero has this level.
0: So how did did you develop, you know, the world's most secure hardware wallet for crypto storage and why is it more secure than, you know, just storing crypto on chain without an entry point?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I would say if you look at the development side, what we did is we, uh took apart every hardware wallet in existence, we took apart bank security tokens, anything that was supposedly to being uh, hardware security products. Um, and based on those learnings, and together with some of the uh, our partners who are, let's say, the, the masters worldwide in their field, and so one of, one of our partners is IMEC, one of our earliest investors as well, they taped the first atom-sized chip in the world in 2018 right now they are subatomic so they went from three nanometers atoms to two nanometers um, so they actually are on the forefront of how what what does the, the future of chips look like um, and they were our first investor they their experts helped us with developing the for example the electronic board of the of the device and we also worked closely together with uh, cosic for example which is um the inventor of the worldwide uh, encryption standards still used today and still at least officially not uh, ex- uh, hacked before um and they're also recently um selected by nist so the national institute of standards and technology in the us uh, for for their new algorithm that will become the post-quantum cryptography standard so we're working with the most extreme experts in the field and to maybe just top it off the real people behind the bitcoin paper so the Bitcoin paper actually refers to eight different papers. We work with, uh, for example, the second one, Jean-Jacques Quiscouter. Um, He is one of the most renowned hardware security experts in the world and also the father of, for example, zero-knowledge proof cryptography. Um, and I actually have... Um, a lot of interactions uh, very frequent interactions with several of the other people uh, that are referenced in the bitcoin paper so we really try to surround this with the best of the best to build something that uh, actually can achieve things that have never been achieved before for example that the the fact that we currently have the eal7 security certification on our operating system
0: interesting they are the first person i've ever talked to who said who acknowledged the Bitcoin web paper as being the first uh, place where there was zero-knowledge proofs discussed. Um, Most people credit Vitalik uh, Vitalik with Ethereum for creating zero-knowledge proofs.
1: Um, Um, Yeah, if you would go to even to Wikipedia, Uh, You will find Jean-Jacques Cuscoater as being the founder of this, and this was well before twenty fourteen or even 2000. It was it was in the eighties, nineties that he invented zero knowledge proof cryptography. So um, well before Vitalik existed, and well before probably my time as well.
0: Interesting. Got it. Thank you. I want to circle back to um, to Engrave um, and what you said about the about the hacks um recently and if you look on you know i go to twitter every day and look at some of the comments there have been what appears to be some recent nft hacks um Mm -hmm. how do you solve how do you solve those with engrave and 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 what you guys have done
1: yeah so essentially everything in blockchain and cryptography um and basically the whole infrastructure behind the internet comes down to a single uh very important principle which is you will have you will have something that is called a private key so every crypto wallet be the crypto wallet with Bitcoin on it or with NFTs on it um, will consist of two things uh, the public key which is your account uh, so you could say I can share this key with my friends and they can send me Bitcoin or NFTs and then the private key which is your secret access key to anything that is on that public key so that private key is the is the most important thing in our digital lives because it is the one thing that gives us access to our bitcoin that can sign transactions and actually send them out uh, to somewhere else uh, to other wallets and it's the exact same thing with nfts so the the beauty about uh, private keys is that if you don't know them if you don't know my private key you have to brute force it right you have to guess it you have to try all the possible combinations there are to give you one example um, a bitcoin private key in theory has 256 bit um bits as as the length of the key which are 256 zeros and ones um that's something that's difficult to understand for a human being so if you would explain it in decimals it's about 10 to the 78 10 to the 80th power so again to make that even more tangible um it's about the estimated number of atoms in the universe so if i tell you and you have a supercomputer and i tell you please break my private key what i'm actually asking you is look i have an atom in my head somewhere on the other side of the universe, which one is it? And then your computer starts calculating which it could be by just going off all the possible atoms there are. And that is something that quantum computers are so far away from still today, that it is an insolvable problem. But the, and that is, and that brings us to what we call at Engrave the private key paradox. So in theory, this is all good and great, but in practice, people create their private keys. First of all, they don't create them well enough. So the private keys aren't as strong as they could be. Um, so, for example, if, if I would be able to create with the process five private keys and that's it, yeah, you only have to brute force this range of five keys, so so, so to say. Um, so, it's important that you create the keys well. And second, uh, it's important that you never, ever, ever have any kind of online touch points because then the challenge doesn't become try to guess it, it becomes try to find it. And finding things on computers is something that hackers today are experts in. So if you have, for example, a Metamask account, uh, one of the most famous hot wallets around, then for my team to find your your private keys, it's actually very easy to do. Um, So therefore we have decided to build a, a solution that creates your private keys entirely offline And you are the only one in the, in the vicinity or proximity of the actual device, you create it together with the device so that even we don't know what your key is. and in that sense, we also keep it offline forever. So you never expose it, you never make a connection and therefore it is impossible for hackers to find your private key, which is today the big problem you see in terms of hacks, you lose your key or somebody finds your key. All right. I
0: have a hypothetical situation that might be that might be actual reality, but I'll ask you. Um, Go ahead. You have Ethereum. You set up a wallet. You buy some ERC twenty tokens. You send them to you have an address. You take that soft wallet that you use to purchase them with, and you delete it. You get rid of it. You also uh, have traded all of your Ethereum, so the only thing sitting in a, in a blockchain address. Is your ERC20 tokens? How is a hacker getting to those ERC20 tokens?
1: Well, <clears throat> this will bring me back to question number one or question number zero, which is where did you essentially create your private key or your access key or your or your twelve or four twenty forward seed that gives you access to those keys uh, to those uh, to those ERC20 tokens
0: you created them on the soft wallet and then you deleted the soft
1: wallet, but you wrote down your key. Okay. Yeah. So in essence, what you've done is you've started off by creating your key with an online trace because you created them online. So there are different ways that you probably can get that key in the beginning. Yeah. So MetaMask sometimes allows you to uh, download a file that then, uh, stays on your computer. You can obviously write it down, um, and then delete this file. But there is an online trace to it, right? And even let's say if you would have just displayed it on your screen, there again is an online trace. There are different ways to get to to actually get to that key. Um, so in in the security model of end for example, what it all comes down to is there should never, at any point in time, be any even if it's super small and negligible, there should never be a security risk to to, to what you have as, as, as your assets. Because at this point, maybe it's $500. Maybe when you're, when you're older, it's $500,000. It might be your identity. It might be everything you have in the metaverse. There should never be a security um, risk there. And that is what our model does. So we create these keys offline instead of online. Um, so you never even have to um, worry about the fact that somebody might actually find these keys and i would say that's that's point number one um but, but what is very important to understand and that's something we realized by working together with jean-jacques for example um it is that all the chips in the world today that create these keys are backdoored so they are backdoored by third-party intelligence agencies um, you can find this on on google so you can you can search for it and you can easily find this and so it means like if you lose a use an existing uh, version of the the hardware wallets in the world they they use these chips 100 so they actually uh, can be if you have 10 million dollars on your wallet the intelligent agencies can again uh, pin down the number of potential keys and they can brute force those um we, we with engrave we use the chip because the chips are very good to create randomness uh, to create strong keys um but we also create also use um sources from outside of the device so we your fingerprint uh, sorry biometrics become part of the key we use light measurements through our camera to actually also um uh, strengthen the key this is something that has been proven academically to be one of the best sources of entropy so to create a strong key and we also have an offline interaction process between the user and the device so that even If we would have faked everything till that point and we would just tell you that hey yeah we're using your your fingerprint even though we we don't um we have no way of knowing what your key is right so there should never be a risk that even engrave uh as a third party knows what your key could be whereas all the other wallets typically just give you a key they tell you write it down this is your key um and again there you have a small but, but important risk they might have a database of all the keys they ever made and if you have millions of users You simply drain a wallet here and there once once uh, uh, every every few months they will complain but all the other users will say that they're that it's it's simply not the case um and yeah so if you if you add all these things together there are quite a few security risks just in the generating your key Making a backup. And obviously, uh, and I just want to throw this out there as well. Um, how did you make that backup? Because your hardware wallet is important, but your hardware wallet, you can lose it. That's fine. As long as your backup, uh, you don't lose that. Because you can buy a new wallet, you can import your key. And that's why we see the most. There is simply not a good solution for backup. So we also created a whole new thing the ultimate backup to make sure you never lose your keys again.
0: My backup's written
1: down and in a safety deposit box. yes can i can i jump can i uh, jump in on that or
0: yeah yeah
1: okay so so paper wallets uh obviously paper is something that is degradable right so if you put it in the vault even if you put it in there uh it might take some time but your key will become unreadable over time Um, if you take it out um you might spill water on it, it or something more extreme even the bank you keep it at uh, could could burn down and you lose access to your crypto forever. So we've developed a metal backup, but not just a metal backup. So our wallet is made out of stainless steel, high quality. So if your house burns down, your house typically goes to 1000 degrees Celsius max. Our um, graphene as it's called, which stands 1600 degrees Celsius. So nothing will happen to this to, to this backup. Second, um, what is very important is if somebody finds your paper wallet, uh, let's say your bank uh, clerk opens up the deposit box with his spare key, he finds your, he finds your backup and he just um, uses it to uh, enter in a hardware wallet and to recover your, your, your full crypto. In our case, we have developed the first encrypted backup in the industry. So it consists of two parts, two stainless steel plates, and if they are together you see the key if they are separate they both have absolutely zero information on your key so unlike saying i have 24 words i cut them in two times 12 four times six i always have info in your on your key in our graphene option you don't have this and the last part is obviously oops i lost my my paper wallet what do I do now in our case we also have the first recoverable backup so if you lose it there is a way to actually recover it without any risk even from our side that we know what your keys so we've sort of created an extremely resilient solution to solve the issue of I lost my key what do I do now or I lost my backup what do I do now That's awesome
0: that's awesome I didn't think about those things it's great um you prepared for a lot of things a lot of contingencies that's credible so so let me let me let me uh shift gears over you said earlier I talked about the metaverse right engrave has will have you might already have a store in the boat in the boson portal right um uh, a metaverse marketplace which is you know located in Decentraland. so how uh, is that going to work
1: um yeah, so we have a good relationship with many projects in the space um and we've we, we've been equipped ourselves also for quite a while and um, <clears throat> Bozo really struck us as a very good partner to 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 have in 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 Decentraland as one of the metaverse worlds uh, that we have. Um, uh today um and they actually said like look we are working with gucci with lvmh let's say with a lot of um uh, top consumer brands and we see engrave also as one of these top consumer brands we you get you they tell us you guys have the appeal of an apple uh product in the hard robot space which is unseen today um and you take security to the next level you take it very far you make sure that your users never lose anything um and in the crypto in the metaverse it all runs on blockchain so it all runs on private keys and public keys so if you have an nft you store or you play a game and um, you get certain um, skins or or other things that you can use um, you all have them somewhere in a wallet and so, if that wallet is uh, poorly protected, somebody else will suddenly w- walk around with your clothes, or with your skin, or with your awards, uh, and, and your and your your weapons—you uh, name it—and um, that's obviously the last thing you want. Especially if you have a board board uh, APY club kind of NFT worth uh, worth hundreds of, uh, of Ethereum, um, that, that that is a very important thing to look at. So, our role as Engrave in this Metaverse Fashion Week is predominantly to be educators on security in a very easy and accessible way. So every year we do a uh, full-on security audit uh, all across the world. And so last year we had about 78 countries with 1,400 respondents. Uh, that gave us information on how do we actually keep our crypto safe? What are we doing well? What are, what are we not doing? Do we make backups over to factor authentication? Uh, all of these things. And we do this, did this this year again. Now we have about 2,000 respondents, a bit more than 80 countries. And uh, so we sort of have an update on this, right? Um, and that's part of, let's say, the most in, in relevant metrics. We will share them uh, a bit throughout this um, decentralized, um, let's say, um, fashion store street uh, uh, or shopping street. So that you also while you're going around you actually also learn a few things about how can you become more secure and on top of that we obviously have also our own uh, store there where people can actually buy uh, on the one side our products on the other side uh, also merge and so there are also let's say hoodies and so on that you can buy from from engrave and they're obviously also in a limited uh, fashion so these are nfts that you can actually purchase um, so during the event users will be able to claim three digital assets for the avatars a few of our zero wallets as NFTs that they will then be shipped to them directly from the Central Land, um, and yeah, we believe that the metaverse is the next frontier in commerce. And as Engrave, we want to educate everybody on the on the on the, the, the idea that you need to be secure there as well, and not just in the physical world.
0: Interesting, yeah. Fashion Week, um, you know, I've 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 interviewed a few people uh, when it comes to fashion's role in crypto, right? Um, The role of fashion in the metaverse. How do you, what do you, what do you see, you know, for the future uh, there? Um, Well, I think
1: it typically always is a bit about adoption rights and the metaverse is a very good trend to actually get us get us up, a bit more up to speed i think engrave uh, what, we're, what we're solving is we're solving a security uh, uh, hurdle for the adoption a lot of people don't just hear um, um horror stories uh, about hacks here hacks there so a lot of people are afraid to actually enter the space so we do need uh, much better security in the hot wallets in the cold wallets in the overall ecosystem. And the nice thing is that brands um, like uh, the ones who are going to be at the Metaverse Fashion Week, uh, yeah, they, they pull in all of these users and um, they accelerate the whole adoption part of, of, of crypto in general and digital assets and CBDCs and and you name it, right? Um, so for me, it's a very interesting and good trend. And, and maybe the reason why it exists and takes off so much is because today, you can have a rolex on your arm in the physical world but nobody even cares about it anymore they don't see it the people who actually see what you have are those you have on your instagram account so to say and if you have a rolex or let's say some sort of a status symbol like an nft uh, you can you can show off with in on your profile then that's going to give you status and Luxury brands are all about this, right? They're all about how can I show people that I, I, I'm trendy or that I may be wealthy or anything like that. And this is what these luxury brands uh, now bring to the to the metaverse. Because if you if you think about it, um, you would rather leave your house without your spouse than without your iPhone. Yeah? Um, it's crazy if you think about it. Yeah? You leave your loved one at home and you take your more loved one with you, <laughs> your phone. Um, so, so, yeah, we, we live in a digital world already. We just sometimes don't realize it as much. Like we talk about banks being traditional and old and, and, and paper money, but banks are as digital as in anything else.
0: I'm not going to tell my wife about that concept of house without a spouse. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: it's interesting,
0: though. <laughs> um, so I want to ask one more question about the metaverse. You know, last month, you had the first version of the of a wedding that occurred in the metaverse. And people attended the wedding. Half the people got to see the bride and the groom avatars get married, and half saw the groom get stood up because the security didn't work, or the, the, the central end it didn't work, right? So, how important is is security's role in being able to to you know in the accuracy and integrity. Of the metaverse, and also what? Where else do we have to grow in order to to have this thing as be be used and and trusted?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's that's really a question. Like, um, it's sometimes it's good to let's say sell a dream. I uh, remember in twenty seventeen, all these ICOs that uh, in in a lot of the cases were basically just white papers where half of it was plagiarism from other texts. Uh, sometimes they used the same pictures for other people on the team. Mind blowing that these projects could actually raise millions of dollars right um but the dream was there and the dream was real which which was okay we're going to a whole new way of interacting with in terms of money in terms of assets um but you were well ahead uh of, of the actual actual curve in terms of expectations if you would if you went to a developer conference it was all like we were just getting started with uh developing on ethereum and if you went to a marketing um um marketing event they were talking about putting a whole country on the blockchain so i think we we're still in the same phase eh? um we've evolved in a lot of things but in the metaverse there's a lot we need to fix and the security issues are Obviously, a big part of that. Um, if you look at OpenSea recently, uh, the, one of the bigger platforms, they also were hacked. A lot of users lost uh, lost lost. Uh, lost uh, wealth. Um, <clears throat> but it also comes about. It's about interoperability. Uh, you have these. You have these bridge, uh, bridges. Bridges are a very important trend right now. Um, so basically, we just need to keep building, and we need to keep dreaming, right? And th- the building will typically follow the dreaming, and not vice versa. Um, so it's good. But we, you need just need to be very um well it's it's like if, if you know that you're doing the first wedding on the central land you should know that th- things will and can go wrong and you sh- maybe it's good to have a backup plan for that and say look if every if all else fails then um you you marry somebody else's avatar eh? or um you we, we we just go to the normal uh, zoom meeting where <laughs> where you can see us get married so i guess it's a bit about about that A bit about dreaming, a bit about having still plan B's and about obviously, again, securing your uh, everything you're you're doing.
0: So I want to thank you very much um, for your time today. This has been a great conversation. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, I have one last question and it's an easy one. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> how, can, how can people How can people find out more information about you, about Engrave, about what you guys do, about what you're up to, your roadmap, anything like that? How can they do that?
1: Sure, yeah. I would say anything about me. The reason why I exist today is because Engrave needs to grow, and we need to protect more people. Uh, so that's also our major goal, uh, to protect as many people as we can going forward. Um, so w- wh- wherever you want to go to learn about this, it's uh, https-engrave.io. Uh, that simple if you want to uh, see us in the metaverse in the coming days um you can also just go to, go into the portal of Decentral and through engrave so everything you want to do is there and next week we also open our shop again as we were sold out recently um for um, new orders it will also be first come first serve so um, the, the actual day still has to be confirmed It's probably be tuesday but it's best to uh, subscribe on the website to see uh to, to get let's say the news well ahead of everybody else when you, you can actually start uh, purchasing because so there is quite some demand people really like the wallet uh and we that's what the reason why we build it uh but for all your questions engrave.io awesome
0: awesome awesome thank you very much for your time today thank you too, Jamil.